Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Encyclopedia of Dating, and I'm here with my friend. Mr. Red Esquire. And I know usually I start with dating stories, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit today because I have very exciting news, and that is that I am back on Twitter. <laughs> exciting for the market, um, not exciting for you, but I'm presuming that they could hear the sarcasm. <laughs> it's very exciting. You know, I forgot how much I used to use Twitter. I forgot how much fun it was to rant on it. I love a good hashtag. Okay. I love a good hashtag, especially I'm, one where it's a play on words. I'm rubbish at Twitter, so those of you hoping to find me on there. Oh, I'm on there, but you won't get much out of me. Do you want to give your Twitter handle? I don't even remember it. I'm that bad. Um, I think it's either General Red or Mr. Red. Let me quickly check it whilst you're talking. Okay, so mine is Encyclopedia Re. So just Encyclopedia, full word, and then R-E-E. And it's going to be a lot of ranting, talking about dating, and of course, insomnia-fueled nights, and God knows where those take us. But yeah, if you are on Twitter, follow me, tweet me, and retweet me. The at name or the name above? I think it's your at name. Oh, damn. I'm not giving that. I want to change it. Why can't I make it that? Are you going to change it now? Can I change it? Yeah, you can go into settings and change your Twitter name. Oh, hell yes. I'm I so changed f- mine. Mine used to mine was something else. Oh, I'm so changing it. It just remember keep in mind that it has a fifteen character limit, which is why I wanted to do Encyclopedia of Re, because obviously that's my Instagram, but it was too long, so Wait, sorry, so do I touch into the app? Go to edit profile. Yeah. And name bio. There's a place to do it. Because I don't like my at name being that. Yeah. I mean, those of you that do want to locate me, um, it's Mr. Red. I'm currently in the process of changing it because I don't like my at name. I'm not going to say it. Um, there you go. Username. Is it username? Yeah, username. and then Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So what is it going to be? It's going to be... Well, you have to see if it's available, right? Because that's one oh, of the yeah. joys of usernames. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why this whole having this um, across all my socials, the encyclopedia, it has been so useful because nobody uses that. It's not a term that's associated with anything nowadays, and it's been perfect. I was able to update my Snapchat username. Obviously, there's the Instagram. I've made some for TikTok just so I have them saved. And my old Twitter one was something, you know, silly and slightly childish. And I was like, I want it to be... I want it to be consistent across all platforms. So it's always encyclopedia of something. Encyclopedia of dating. Encyclopedia of re. Encyclopedia of travel. Encyclopedia of food. It's quite lovely. Okay. It's supposed to be Mr. Red. Okay. Double O four. Mr. Red 004. 
Yeah? Mm-hmm. Why 004? Um, because four is my favorite number, and I tried one, and one wasn't available. <laughs> one wasn't available. But does that link to, like, your other socials as well? Is yeah, it- so um, if there are those um, who follow me on a platform called Stereo, I'm also Mr. Red 004 there. Okay, cool. Um, and my Insta is also Mr. Red 004, I believe. Is I think it? the app for my Insta is 004. I'll check it in a minute, but it's it's, a, it's still going to be Mr. Red anyway, so... I'm actually going to sign up for Linktree. Okay. So that all of our socials can be on there, because I think people have preferences with different platforms, so mm. it's much easier to find somebody if you can get it all in one place. So I'm going to update the Instagram page for the podcast with a Linktree for both of our... all of our accounts. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, it's changed now. I'm Mr. Red 004. There you go. Okay, so those of you who do want to find me on Twitter, um, I am rubbish with the tweeting, so yeah, if you tweet me, I might respond. If I don't, don't hate me, I'm just really crap at Twitter, I'm just, yeah. You just have to turn your notifications on. That, I believe, will be annoying, but I'll, I'll That depends it. how many people are tweeting you. I've got, like, one retweet in, like, the last five days, and I was like, oh my god, exciting. <laughs> uh, my friend's quite a regular user, so he will tend to retweet anything I use but he's on there avidly and he tags me in tweets as well oh i don't want to be tagged and stuff no thank you i just want to be retweeted and like okay moving on from twitter Mm. i wanted to very quickly touch upon what is going on with the war and obviously i'm sure you would agree that we want people to be healthy we want people to be safe war is a bad thing it, it's, you know, the crisis in U- Ukraine is very, very sad. One fatality is too many. Yes. Yet people don't deserve to die over no, the powers of rich men making decisions, mm-hmm. right? The people who get hurt are always at the bottom. So all that being said, I wanted to play this little clip for you because I think you can have an issue with something and still care about it. Like these things aren't exclusive to each other and one of the things that has come out of what's happening in the ukraine which i'm sure you've heard is how people of color and minorities are having trouble escaping oh right shocking Uh, it's gonna sound a bit mad for me to say what i'm saying but you're in a war why have you got time for racism (laughs) like what because it just goes to show you that racism is still at the forefront of everything that the value of certain lives based on color is higher than other people. And a lot of the news and the language that is being used shows us how clearly racism is embedded into our society. So I just want to play you a video clip. Are you listening? Yeah, I understand. Okay. And that is, a lot of people on TV didn't expect a war like this to happen in, let's say, certain neighborhoods. This is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. These are prosperous middle class people. These are not people trying to get away from areas in North Africa. They look like any European family that you would live next door to. What could be a difference here from other conflicts, you know, that could seem very far away, you know, in Africa or Middle East or whatever. I mean, these are Europeans that we're seeing uh, being killed. This isn't a place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, this is a relatively civilized 
uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully too, a city where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. Wow. That was you choosing your words carefully? That was the careful version? I have a lot of love for Trevor Noah because, you know, I was introduced to him quite late in life. His book, which is kind of an autobiography, but it covers elements of his life and how the apartheid affected him and his family because he is a mixed child. Mm-hmm. So he is born to a black mother and a European father. He really struggled coming up and the success that he has found and how he never forgets where he came from and how eloquently he is able to discuss issues with the correct media and story to back it up. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like he has said so much, but by saying so little, it's really interesting to see the words that are being used right now because me and you are living on this planet and in this world. And yet these conversations seem like something we would have heard like a hundred years ago, even Mm. 50 years ago. And yet we're hearing it now where blatantly these news channels, which are broadcasting, you know, not just nationally, but it's also the families that are listening, the children that are listening. And you're saying, well, this isn't North Africa because the people there deserve to be treated this way. This isn't Iraq or Afghanistan because their lives are worth less. So they deserve to die and Ukrainians don't. And this, again, it's not to take away from Ukrainians suffering. No one deserves to suffer. That is, I pray for them. I hope this ends quickly. No fatality is okay. But you saying that, oh, these are Europeans, it just goes to show how deeply embedded into our society the value and worth of an individual based on their skin color really is. Mm. It's... I, I tend to avoid these kind of conversations, not because I'm not capable of them, but because it, it, it brings an element of darkness, sadness, and, and all of that, because it's very disheartening to know that such a mindset exists out there in the world. Um, but, it's, but see, even with you saying that, it's not out there in the world. It's here in London as well. Yeah, London is part of the world. I know, but like, it's we are currently in that climate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like... So if me and you were in a situation, we would be pushed to the back of the line because we are both colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, it's very disheartening because, like I said, why have you got time for racism? But it lets you know that, for me, there are those who are of the intellect, but then there are those who are not. And I feel like the majority, not all of it, but the majority of racism stems from a lower level of intellect. Because if you can be so stupid enough that let's say, all right, I'm hanging off a cliff. Mm-hmm. My life is on the line. I do not want to die. Right. I will do anything to survive. Right. And my only possibility of being pulled up from this cliff that I'm hanging from yeah. is a person who is of a race that I do not like. Right. Surely your level of intellect and fear should overcome your thoughts of racism. Yeah. That should go out the window. But these people are so stupid that you're now holding on to the one sh- element of stupidity. And I'm not going to go as far as to say this is what's got them into the war. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that. Yeah. This is not. It's completely unaffiliated and unrelated. But I mean, really, 
There are far more important things right now than the fact that you don't like that person's skin color. Like, it's it's just dumbfounding how stupid it's i can only put it down to stupidity yes there's an element of hatred in there but it's a level of stupidity that surpasses my level of of expectation and acceptance as well because i'm quite an accepting and casual and cordial individual that just i'm just like wow like wow i'm sure do you think if something like this reached england that there would be the same outcome so let's say, I mean, England isn't really a place that people are going to try to flee from. But, you know, let's say we have to go into bunkers and I guess the underground would be used as probably the safest place to be. Do you think it would be a similar outcome where they would not be, maybe aside from London, because London is so diverse, it is so diverse. You can't, you can't really hold back people of color because that's everybody, not to mention the entire TFL is run by colored people. So let's just be honest about that. But do you think it would happen in the rest of the UK? The UK's level of diversity is, is crazy and it's very hard to say. I would like to believe in the hope that the level of diversity, because we've, we, you know, of recent had many sort of political movements to do with race. Do you really but, think England is diverse outside of London and a few big cities? Because I haven't experienced that in my time traveling through England. I don't Um, find it to be diverse at all once you get out of the major ones. Manchester, Birmingham, London. I've gone north, I've gone south. I I was the only one. Really? Yeah. Like, places like um, Bradford and and whatnot, there's a massive Asian community in in places like Bradford. Um, Even Leeds, actually. No, where was that? Sheffield, sorry. I was in Sheffield. Um, But I wouldn't say the diversity of England can be compared to the diversity in London. So when you're going out to those places, you're going to see a clear difference Mm. in the number of colored people you have versus the number of white people that you have. Mm. So then in those places, if you were getting into bunkers, having to go to some place of safety and security, do you think we would have an issue with colored people not being allowed in? I, I try to stay optimistic, but unfortunately, history has shown me otherwise and given me a different mindset of belief. And I, I have to hold an element of confidence in when I say, no, I don't think there'd be no issues. I think there would be restrictions in some way, form or another. And I'm going to, it sounds like I'm supporting the, 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 the actions, but I'm not. I'm giving an element of rationality to it. And I feel like, a mindset of preserving one's race is what would come into question in that scenario. That's potentially what would cause that 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 behaviour. Essentially, um, don't quote me on it. I I this is just one individual's belief of perception of call it foresight. Essentially, on what I think would invoke that mindset. But yeah, I I can't see it being just clean cut and you know un, undiscriminative. I just can't. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's not gonna happen. It's really not. Yeah. If we did go to war and England requested, you know, British nationals over the age of sixteen to enlist, where would your thought process be for that? Over the age of sixteen to enlist. Um. Because you're British, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you should ask that actually, because um, 
Somebody asked me that the other day, like if they asked me to go to war, would I go? And I said, stupidly, out of my element of naivety and the sheer joy of being in the army shooting a gun, I would stupidly sign up. And only on the first day where I realized, okay, you're on the front line and you thinking you're going to shoot people, then comes the realization of, hang on a minute, the same way you're excited that you're going to be shooting a gun, it's the same way someone else is going to be excited that doesn't make you bulletproof. You can get killed. This is not a game, boy. You, there's other places in the war that you can be involved in. But if you were enlisting, you would just go front line. No, no, no. I'm not saying I would just go front line. I just, that was my chain of thought. So I now, think of all the other okay, parts. so now that the conversation has happened. So I'm asking you, right? Everybody over 16 has to enlist mm-hmm. um, or has to serve, has to serve for the war. What would you want to do? If you have a choice and you've had the time to think about it, what would you want to do? Because I know what I would want to do. It gets political and I'm like, I like the thought of the honour of fighting for what you believe is yours. Yes. But when you don't believe something is yours, so being here and experiencing the elements of discrimination that I have experienced, I don't feel a sense of ownership. But do you feel a sense of ownership towards your life? Towards my life? Yes, because, 100%. Right, so if we so, were to go to war, you're not going to sit around and do nothing. No, that's it's, not gonna accomplish it's anything. fight or flight. Right, so if I'm saying, so World War Three has been declared. Mm-hmm. Um, all men over the age of 16 in England are requested to go to war. What would you do? Okay, you think about it. I'll tell you what I would do. Oh, so I would I do, I would, there's two elements that I would do. On. One is I would volunteer as like a nurse's aide. Okay. So I would really want to help guys who are injured, um, you know, who are suffering in any sort of way. I'm not really bothered by like blood and cuts and all that stuff. So any sort of rehabilitation, helping take care of them, nursing their wounds, I would do that. And then the other half of my time, I would volunteer to teach children in any capacity that I could. Mm. Because I think keeping a light in a child's eye is very, very important. And I think I could teach through the crisis and I could maintain education is important. You know what I mean? Like there could be bombs going off and I'd be like, no, 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 we're doing math. Like (laughs) I could be that person. I know I have the mind frame to be that person. So yeah, um, half nurse, half teacher. And I would feel very fulfilled in doing that, even though I'm not British, but living here and obviously, you know, life comes first. Uh, But that is, that is how I would serve. Okay. I guess it's about knowing your strengths because with you saying that, yeah, as crazy as it sounds, I think what are my core strengths? Right. My strengths are entertainment. So the same way that you're saying there could be bombs going off, but my thing is, no, 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 we're going to do this work. My thing is, there are bombs going off, but ha, 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 look at this, you're still alive. Because I, my entertainment, that the entertainment factor that I bring to people is to take them away from the, the the stresses of their normal lives, of what's going on. Being able to still feel and see joy at a time where your life is essentially at risk. And so, how would you provide entertainment? Um. Well, you know, we've known historically of times where even on warships, there are entertainers on the ships, there are entertainers in the boot camp. So um, I'm not necessarily saying I should go on the front line and shoot a gun. Even though I would love to go and shoot a gun. If I was bulletproof, we would all love to go and shoot a gun on the front line if we knew we could be bulletproof. But that's not the case. So for me, I'm like, all right, well, my strength is I'm an entertainer. I can entertain through what we're doing right now. Because mm-hmm. 
obviously technology has, has advanced right now. So people have their phones. People have their, their computers, their laptops, their tablets. So if I'm providing entertainment through a medium where it's a show mm-hmm. that people are watching or even small segments or I'm not a comedian, but let's say if I did do you know something comically affiliated, then there's entertainment in that way or shape or form. But is that something new you would start? Because, I mean, if we're being realistic, mm-hmm. if there was a war... Mm-hmm. You know, you're not exactly going to invent a TV show then and there. I would say if there was a war, Why probably not? because those elements aren't already in place. What I'm talking about, what I would do, that's already in place. This isn't something that I would have to go out and invent and create. Mm-hmm. If there was a World War Three, where are you getting a TV show from? Where are you getting the the tools that the, you need to internet, provide this. The internet has given us the ability to do whatever it is that we want to do. Right, but but you're want. saying that you would then start this? Because I think it would make more sense for you to be like, you know what, I would take the podcasting more seriously. Like, I would want to do it like twice a week because if there's anything people on the front line are going to listen to, mm-hmm. radio slash podcasts, mm-hmm. I think TV kind of disappears during war. It's true because there are those that it takes away from because you can still listen to something exactly doing something but just to watch something it takes you away from being able to actually physically do other things yeah so i think i think if there was a world war three podcasting would actually blow up i think it would be more well, popular than it ever has been lockdown's proven the podcast because that's what essentially initially blew up it, it, it obviously existed before lockdown mm-hmm. but what made it blow up was the fact that we were on lockdown and it's what people chose to do whilst they were doing other things. Yeah, yeah. and like people weren't Listen as to. interested into watching TV and stuff. Yeah. It was apps. What was that app that uh, one with the rooms and the video? Well, House Party. Yeah. House Party blew up. Clubhouse blew up. Mm-hmm. And it's that need of connecting with people. Yeah. I think that's why podcasting works, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like, well, ideally, I want people to feel like they're in this conversation with us. Yes. It shouldn't feel forced or unnatural or too techie. It's just, I mean, you're having a conversation, you're in the room as well. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you essentially want. You want to have, like, the level of conversation that lets people kind of feel like I was in the room there. Mm. I was just listening. I might have had something to interject. Which, by the way, people, if, if there is ever anything that we are talking about, people can hit us up on the socials and be like, yes. hey, you spoke about this. da 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 well, that would be cool. That. I mean, we don't do any sort of live recordings or stu- or stuff, but I think if we got to that place mm-hmm. where we were able to do live recordings, I would be very intrigued to call people and have conversations or have questions or bring up old topics. I think it's great to bring in another voice. If we get to that point, yeah, that would be really, really cool. Always a good, it's always a good look. A third element to whatever conversation you may or may not be having at that given current time it works. Yeah. Or even if somebody, if we told people we're recording during the week, the episode will be published on Sunday. But if you give us your number, we can call you during the week, during these hours. And then we mm. can have a conversation with you and record yes, it. definitely. Especially That's... if we have any topics that we know we're going to do. Because sometimes we do know certain things we're going to discuss beforehand. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, if you want to give your insight into this or you have something controversial to say, I think that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like hearing new voices. Okay, so entertainment, education, nursing, that's all I want to talk about with war stuff. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to say about that topic, about Ukraine, Russia? The war stinks. Putin. Um... <laughs> 
sorry. That was sorry. Evil, sorry. That, that I don't even know where that came from. I don't even know where that came from. That just happened. That just happened. I don't. Yeah. That was not planned. Wow. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um. We're clearly both not fans of it. We're laughing, but it was not funny. But um, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> The thing is, just the fact that I said what stinks and it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, we're basically five years old and we hear the word poo and we start laughing. Awesome. Awesome. So glad we're having these nice deep conversations and so that's what set us off. Oh my God. Oh my God. We need to move on. All right. So, um, you know, earlier on, you were asking me, um, you, you didn't ask me a specific question, but you mentioned more and I was just like, oh. The UK shouldn't get involved, and you were like, "But we should." And what? Without going too deep into it, I feel like we're too small a, 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 a nation to be getting involved in that sort of affairs. To which you then inform me that the Americans are becoming involved. So I'm like, unless we have a strong foot to stand on, we should have no business being involved at all because this Putin guy is just on edge and is ready to just. Shots fired at anybody who wants to hold smoke, as they say, on the roads. And I don't think we're ready for any of the smoke that he's ready to put out in our direction, if that. Even if we're not ready, it's just the fact that we're allies. So it's, you know, you have to step forth with whatever you have to offer. And I know you say that the UK is a very, very small nation, but the UK has British troops are all over the world. They are. And the British Army is still... A very small percentage. I know it's a small percentage, but it is... I would say it is sizable in comparison to a lot of other countries where their army isn't as... Ready is not the word, but as... Like, the British Army exists. It's it's part of the British nation. You know, the, um, the Royal Air Force, the Army, the Marines. Mm-hmm. This is... It's consistent... That that is almost like a career path that you can choose in Britain, whereas it's also very consistent in America, obviously joining the army. But, you know, if you're from a country like Canada, that's not even a word you've heard of growing up. It's just like, <laughs> do we have an army? Mm. Are we going to throw snowballs at them? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's I'm just saying that with the history of Britain and with the strength of the British Empire, the existence and the numbers in the army are there. So we can't really say that England wouldn't get involved. Mm. I mean, it's the British Empire. They will. I just, I just feel they shouldn't. They always will. They always do. They have to, though. How should. can they not get involved? How can England not get in, involved in world affairs? How is just that possible? Just a nosy bunch of people. They're just nosy. Keep your nose out of it. That's what I say. Well, yeah, you're living is. in the wrong country to say that. <laughs> you really are. Well, that's my opinion, and I said it with chest. All right, cool. We're going to move on. Okay. I very, very briefly wanted to just touch upon what we're watching on Netflix, because we spoke about the Tinder Swindler in great detail, which was great, because we both watched it at Did the same time. Did we go into enough detail about it? We spoke about how we kind of understood a woman's mindset in falling in love and giving a guy money, and then we spoke about you can give your partner money, but don't go broke doing it. So where they went wrong was going into debt versus here's my savings that I'm going to give you. Or let me get this loan to give you money. 
Yeah, so that's where that's where the line should have been drawn. That you can totally be in love with somebody, you can totally give somebody money, you can totally give someone assets. But if you're going to get a loan, if you are going into credit card debt, then you need to just rethink the situation. That was basically our conversation. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was. The only update in that situation before I talk about another Netflix show I wanted to is that he's now being sued by the family whose last name he stole. Oh, yeah, they've launched a defamation case, and this is actually a diamond family. So they've actually got money. So that should be interesting. That's good. That's good. one good thing that's come up, because I don't know if you've seen lately, he is all over socials. Yeah. He's got (laughs) an agent. This this is... Sorry to cut you. That's okay. What's annoying is, as much as I rated his hustle... Yes. Just the hustle. That's me rating the game, not Mm. the player. Mm-hmm. I don't feel now people should then aid and yes. encourage mm. his behavior. Absolutely. But like this isn't a career getting, choice. Hey, and he's saying his name, Simon, whatever. Leavev. You're listening to that. I'm like, are you really using this guy to promote your products? Like, ugh, people need to stop doing this um, group think and follow fashion kind of culture where because something's a craze, they want to now be a part of that craze. Nah, 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 nah. And he's making money off of this. Crazy. Tw- I think it's like... 20000 yeah, for 20, a club uh, fee. Right, right, yeah. Which is just wild. And yeah, this is... It's part of this whole, you know, I guess the TikTok generation where this isn't a career choice. Turning someone like that into a celebrity. Yeah. It's a joke. Well, I mean, I think we all went down the drain in that path when shows like Jersey Shore came out. Wait, you guys have a different version, don't you? You guys no, I have... see Jersey Shore. No, you guys have Geordie Shore. Geordie Shore, there's loads of them. Geordie Shore, um, there's one that was done in the valleys, called the valleys. Uh, Where are the valleys? Uh, Walsh Valleys, I think. Oh. I think, yeah. Interesting. I didn't even know it was called that. Yeah, it's called the valleys. But I, I would assume it's Jersey and Geordie are probably the ones which yeah. were the biggest... It's all trash TV. Like, yeah, but it, but I mean, you know, that's... I think it's off of shows like that when you look at how much people are invested and follow others' lives where things like Love Island came out and you've gotten proper business men and women out of that. Like, these people... Some of these people have taken their platform to hustle into huge, huge numbers. Huge opportunities. No. Some of them. I just... I know some of them have just become Instagram... Uh, influencers, but some of them have properly launched businesses. Mm, mm. So I respect hustle, but maybe saying I respect hustle, just not when your hustle is at the expense of somebody else's bank account. There's hustle, and then there is you screwing people. Yeah. Okay, so we we did cover the Tinder Swindler, right? Yes, yeah. There is this show. It is called Inventing Anna. It is based loosely on a true story about a girl who came to New York and posed as a German heiress. Oh, okay. And basically convinced Wall Street and some of the biggest banks in New York to approve a 40 million loan. Whoa. Yeah. That's not... Oh my goodness. Okay, so the reason this episode has been paused here is because if you want to hear the rest... You need to go and check out the Patron website. No, wait, why am I saying Patron? No, you led me into that. It's Patreon. It's Patreon, not Patron. Go. I looked at you and, oh, 
Patreon people, Patreon. Go to the Patreon website, subscribe, join it, like it, love it, send us all your positive vibes. React to it, embracing it, learn from it as well. Definitely learn from it. And we're also on all the other websites as well. All the websites, we're everywhere you need to see. I'm on Twitter, but don't don't tweet me. Don't tweet me. The full episodes are on Patreon. (laughs) Check it out. And we will love you forever. DM me though, DM me. I'm on the ground.